You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to a Friday edition of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your Houston Texans. And as always, please remember to subscribe to Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Megaphone, or Spotify. And please remember to go to youcanargetatsports.com and subscribe to the website. Ladies and gentlemen, nothing's going on in the world right now, so myself and John, we've really been going back and forth, bouncing ideas back and forth, um, you know, sharing, actually trying to build this website. So when things in the sports world start picking back up again, you can argue that sports.com will be a place that you guys can go in. And I'm not going to say get your latest news, just a website where you guys can actually come and enjoy some sports analysts, some sports news, whatever it is, talk sports, debate sports, at you can argue that sports.com. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my boy. John, some sports guy Hickman. Actually, <laughs> there is uh, quite a few things we can talk about today. Also, considering that the AFC South has some new faces in new places and some familiar faces are gone. So it's not just Houston that's going through a major overhaul. Uh, but there are other teams in the division that are also going through their changes as well. Not a good week for Bill Belichick's disciples. As we all know, Bill O'Brien has been criticized uh, in regards to the trade, the DeAndre Hopkins trade to Arizona for David Johnson, along with a 20, <clears throat> 2020 round pick. But if you guys just follow football, fan of football, we all know that Darius Slay, who is widely considered a top five cornerback in the league right now, well, today he went ahead and put his former coach, Matt Patricia, also a Bill Belichick disciple on blast, just basically saying that he did not respect the guy, went on by saying Matt Patricia told him that he shouldn't work out with cornerbacks such as Richard Sherman because they are elite. He's just good. Also called him out and said that uh, he's not a good leader. That is regard to Patricia to uh, Darius Slay. So a very rough week for um, the Bill Belichick's disciples. The AFC South has always been one of the best divisions in the NFL, and especially over the last couple of seasons. And you take a look at how competitive this division was. The Houston Texans, for the second straight year, won the division title, finishing off the season at 10-6. and six. The Tennessee Titans actually went to the conference championship game where they lost against the where they lost against the Kansas City Chiefs. They finished the season at 97. You also had the Indianapolis Colts, who started out pretty good, but injuries to Jacoby Brissett. Of course, with T.Y. Hilson coming in and out the lineup throughout the season, that hindered this team from being better than what they should have been, especially with the shocking 
retirement of Andrew Luck at the beginning of the season. And then you take a trip down to Jacksonville where <laughs> it started out where it looked like my boy Nick Foles was going to take the Hams. He's, his, his first game, the first quarter, the first drive of his career as a Jaguar, he throws a touchdown pass, but in the midst of it, gets injured, end up missing over half of the season. And now he's with the Chicago Bears, along with several other changes that have taken place in this AFC South. And John, from the looks of it, man, I don't see how the Texans can make a three-peat. Yeah, absolutely, man. And listeners, while you're at home or wherever you are, uh, and I hope you guys are safe, you know, just picture where we are coming from now. The most, I think, the scariest team in this division right now, everybody will agree, is Tennessee. The Tennessee Titans, they went ahead and re-upped with uh, Ryan Tannehill. I believe they're going to franchise tag Derrick Henry. I'm not sure if they got that deal done uh, yet. However, they still have A.J. Brown, who will be going into his second year in the league. They are revamping that defense, getting that defense back healthy and adding pieces. So they are, of course, the scariest team right now. But I got to tell you, after them, the Texans still currently have a chance. The Jacksonville Jaguars are having a everything-must-go-fire sale. They've traded Calais Campbell for a fourth-round pick. A.J. Bouye has been traded. Uh, we also know that they have really started this fire sale in the season when they let go of Jalen Ramsey, traded him to the Rams, who, by the way, released Todd Gurley yesterday, along with Clay Matthews, who had eight sacks, and they currently do not hold a 2020 or 2021 first-round pick. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, moving forward, and so the Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't fear them at all. And Moving along to Indy, Indy is a situation where I saw Bomani Jones talking about this, and I kind of want to bring it up a little bit, but bringing in Phillip Rivers, does that really solve your team woes? That's a question, right? I mean, Brissett, before he got injured, had a very good TD to turnover ratio. I think it was, what, 12 to 2 or something along those lines. Had a winning record with the team. And for the most part, was doing everything he was supposed to do to win games. Then he got hurt, came back to an already limited talent on offense. You know, if the star of the team, T.Y. Hilton, is not on the field, then they have a hard time in the passing game. We also know how they went through a lot of different scenarios at running back because they had a lot of running back issues. And then to thrust Jacoby Brissett back into the fire, now you ask yourself, with Phillip Rivers, who had a terrible year last year, and he's also the older quarterback, will he be able to fix those problems? Cody, I got to tell you right now, I don't believe he will be able to. But like I said, he's coming off the worst year of his career, and his age shows more than anything. It's not that he's not able to really read or anything like that. Those defenses are still the same for the most part. But you can tell that right now he's a lot older. He's a lot older. He is not the same. 23 touchdowns, 20 interceptions last year. Yes, he had 4,600 yards. But you got to know that the Phillip Rivers the year before put a lot of pressure on the Chargers to make a real run at it this year. They didn't. 
largely due to him. And now are we supposed to expect he's going to be able to turn around the problems for an entire organization, not just the quarterback position? I think he will. Um, you know, and I'm I'm only saying that just due to the fact, well, first and foremost, I do believe heading into this 2020 season, the Tennessee Titans are by far the best team in the conference. I know they still have to get the deal done with Derrick Henry, but I'm pretty sure there is about a 98.9% chance Derrick Henry will remain with the Tennessee Titans. But on the flip side of that, when you talk about the second best team in this conference, I do believe that it's going to be the Indianapolis Colts because, yes, Jacoby Bissett did a pretty good job with this team before he got injured. But at the end of the day, this team was built around Andrew Luck and it was going and it was set to make a deep run into the playoffs before he just abruptly retired. You talked about how last season was a down year for River, but I'm under the impression that everything that happened with Rivers and the Los Angeles Chargers last season was basically not his fault. And that's only due to the fact that this was a team, when you take a look at 2018, they were one of the top teams in the league. They lost a couple of pieces heading into the 2019 season. And it also got to take into consideration that Melvin Gordon, a guy who right now isn't getting any kind of offers, actually put this team in some turmoil just due to the fact that he wanted his money. He wanted it now. And he ended up sitting out missing half of the season. He ends up looking bad. The team ends up looking bad. And then it's just it was just a lot going on inside that locker room. I do believe that's the reason why Phillip Rivers had a bad year in 2019. And I know you mentioned his age. I'm under the impression that age, especially for a quarterback, really doesn't put that much play that much of a factor just due to a fact you look at Drew Brees, you look at Tom Brady. I'm not saying that he's on their level, but at the end of the day, he is still a, he's not first ballot, but he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. And I do believe Phillip Rivers have at least one or two good years left in the tank. I am under the impression you take a look at that offensive line. It's one of the best offensive lines in the game. I'm pretty sure nine times out of 10, T.Y. Hilton would not have an injury rig season just like he did last year. I'm pretty sure 2020 he's going to live up to being one of the top 10 receivers in this game. Phillip Rivers is a step above Jacoby Brissett. No, let's say possibly two steps ahead of Jacoby Brissett. And I do believe that they are going to be in, in a position where they can possibly be on top in this AFC South. Yeah, I kind of got to disagree with you right there. Not even the kind of simply because are we looking at the Phillip Rivers of old or are we looking at the Phillip Rivers of last year? That's all we have to go off of. And last year, Jacoby Brissett, 18 touchdowns, only six interceptions, uh, a three to one ratio. Phillip Rivers, 23 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. And we also know how limited that offense is currently right now in Indianapolis. Outside of T.Y. Hilton, they don't have a lot of primary receivers that are reliable. There were plenty of games last year where I saw a lot of easy pitch and catches just dropped on the behalf of the receivers. And Jacoby Brissett put him right on the money. 
Let's look at what the coach needs to fix it. And remember, at one point, they were still in the race to either win the division or make the playoffs. That's what Jacoby Brissett had the Indianapolis Colts at. At one point, they still need receivers. They still can improve that offensive line. You can also look and get a talented running back in this draft for the future. Now, you ask yourself, okay, if you're bringing in Phillip Rivers for only one to two years, what is that saying about your contingency plan? Are you purposely bringing him in for a short-term plan? If so, why not go with Jacoby Brissett? But once again, if you're basing it off the last season, there was a lot going on with that Los Angeles Chargers that they wasn't on the same page. And to be honest, Phillip Rivers, I guarantee you, we're going to see a better year for him just alone, just due to the fact that he's going to have T.Y. Hilton. Now, I know he had weapons in Los Angeles, but Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, they are not on the same level as T.Y. Hilton when he's healthy. So I do believe, once again, I'm not going to say they're the best team in the AFC South, but I do believe that they have a chance to be. But taking it back to the Houston Texans, once again, the fact that you and I are debating between who's going to come out on top between the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts, that just lets you know how far and how bad of an offseason the Houston Texans have. You know, even going beyond the stupid, dumbest trade in Houston sports history when they decided to ship off DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, and, you know, kind of to bring it back to where we are right now, with the Texans to relate the conversation. Guys, it's still the AFC South. Free agency kicked off Wednesday. The draft is in a month. Maybe they may push it uh, push it back just to make sure if they're going to actually have a live draft, which I don't think they will, or if they have the virtual draft, make sure it's done correctly. That way the fans can still enjoy it. But we can say that the draft is a month and some change away. There is a lot of other areas that this coach team can fix and that can prop themselves to maybe the second team or the first team in the AFC. I think the first team being the best first team in the AFC South, rather, I'm sorry, is out of the question. Maybe the second team. I don't have any faith in the Jags. I see them using this Garden issue as an experiment. If it does not work out and if they have the worst record in the league, they go get Trevor Lawrence. If they have some type of Good with Gardner Mitchell. If he goes out there and produces six or seven win games and the losses are not necessarily on his shoulder, then they move forward with him. You look at Texans right now. I'm not sure what they're going to do. Maybe putting them down at third is dramatic. We don't know. Like I said, free agency isn't finished, but with talks of free agents not wanting to come to Houston because of Bill O'Brien, we don't know what they're going to do in the draft. They had a good first couple of rounds last year. And then towards the end of the draft, well, you know what? No, I would just say the third round is where they messed up because I love Cullen Gillespie and what he brings to this team. All I'm getting at mm-hmm. is it's going to be a new year. Everybody can pretty much agree on that the uh, Tennessee Titans will be the AFC South champs. The Colts bringing in Phillip Rivers, I don't think will fix their problems. And that will be the teetering line I have in between the Colts falling to three or staying at two switching over to the Texans, falling at three or staying at two. As people are leaving and being traded to other teams, being released, not re-signed, however you may want to look at it, free agency out of all 32 teams will eventually affect your team. I mean, 
that's just what it is. You may be going for a guy and another team scoops him up, and that could ultimately affect how your season goes. Um, but I also want to mention this. You know how we were talking about how dumb of a deal it was to trade for David Johnson, who is due to make $11.1 million this year? Mm-hmm. Currently, Melvin Gordon, who's still on the market, has not been signed. You guys remember, he <laughs> held out at the beginning of the year, thought he was going to get that big bag, that that Stupid. Zeke money. That Stupid. Zeke money. Stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, he tried to play his cards and it didn't fall in his favor. Uh, he Can I just say something real quick? Go, there, go ahead. Go do your thing. That's good for Gordon. And listen, I'm all about guys getting their money, having that big payday. But who in the hell did Melvin Gordon think he was? <laughs> I, I just, I just don't understand it. Well, I'll you're tell not you this. Todd Gurley. You're, you're not. Well, you're not Z. I, I, I just don't understand. I'll say you damn sure not Derrick Henry. You're not Elvin Kamara. Melvin Gordon is good. I'm not trying to disrespect him no, no, in no way, shape, or form. But for him to sit out like the way he did, realize he actually lost, lost more money, money sitting out. He lost money. He came in the middle of the season. Didn't even look half as good as the player that he was in 2018. Now he's not even getting no kind of offers. Uh, that's that's good for him. That, well, that's somebody, good for him. somebody's definitely gonna re-sign him. And look, the uh, L.A. Rams are currently in the market for a running back after they have released Todd Gurley. The amount of Ooh. money they was paying Todd Gurley will nowhere will be nowhere near what they're going to pay. Uh, Melvin Gordon, if they decide to sign him. But what I was getting at is imagine having to pay David Johnson $11.1 million and Melvin Gordon is still available and he could have been a cheap running back. Who, by the way, when Melvin Gordon is healthy, he can find the end zone. Let's not disrespect Melvin Gordon. Let's not let's not make him out to some scrub uh running back football player. When Melvin Gordon is healthy and on the field, he finds the end zone. Last year he had eight touchdowns after missing a very lot of football. The year before that, 2018, 10 touchdowns. The year before that, eight touchdowns. The year before that, 10 touchdowns. He has found the end zone 36 times in the last four. Years he can find the football, he can find the end zone. He is not going to be pricey. However, the Texans decided to go with trade for David Johnson, who is making again eleven point one million dollars over Melvin Gordon, who you could lock up for the next three to four years at a cheap contract rate, and he still would have DeAndre Hopkins. You telling me that we could have got Melvin Gordon? In my eyes, a, a second-tier running back in this league for cheap still could have had DeAndre Hopkins. That hurts. But boy, 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 how the mighty has fallen. You remember this time last year, Todd Gurley was in consideration for being one of the best players in the NFL. Now he is. Now he's gotten released. 
just just leave just leave we don't we don't want we don't have nothing to do with you no more and i know last year was a rough year he dealt with a lot of injuries and he failed to reach 1000 rushing yards but boy it's it's just sad knowing how bad Todd Gurley has fallen. Yeah, but he's going to bounce back. Uh, my personal opinion on that is, yes, he did. You know, he had that injury and he was not the same. But I believe the Rams tried to lean too much on Jared Goff. There was times last year where I was begging McVay, run the damn ball, because Ty Gurley looked like he was able to get his legs back under him and be comfortable again getting those lows. This year, whatever team picks them up, and I hope it is Tampa, but whatever team picks them up, I expect to see somewhat of the Todd Gurley we've seen before. Also want to let you guys know that former Bills and Texans cornerback Kevin Johnson, you guys remember him, ran him out of town, first-round draft pick, signed a one-year $3.5 million contract with a maximum value of $6 million dollars. He signed his deal for the Cleveland Browns. Also, Cody, before we get out of here, I wanted to let you know that the Texans are keeping an eye on a swing tackle market with some budget limitations. You know what a swing tackle is? It's like a tweener. The Texans just created the tweener for football. I I don't know. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm sick of it. The Texans you know are looking for tweeners. Let's go get Draymond Green out there and see what he can do. Let's go get who's a who's a good tweener in the NBA? Um Draymond. Draymond Green. Let's see who's who what else? Brandon Ingram is I think he's a tweener. <laughs> he's a tweener. It's just been some bad these, all around. Some of these rookies are teeners. Let me all right, that was an old person joke. I'm getting out of here. I'm John Some Sports Guy Hickman. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Follow the Locked On Texans page at Locked On Texans. We had a very rough week. I understand it, but we made it through, guys. Yes, sir. We will make it through. It was a very tough week, but just like we're going to do with this coronavirus, we will make it through. Once again, I am your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Before we get out of here, I just want to send my best wishes to my head coach, as I am a New Orleans Saints fan, because that's my home, Sean Payton, who unfortunately tested positive for the coronavirus. Mr. Payton, if you're out there listening, we wish you the best. John, it's going to be very interesting to see what the NFL is going to do moving forward now that one of their own has been tested with the coronavirus because unfortunately it's sad to say I'm pretty sure it's going to be more positive tests with this unfortunate virus in the NFL. Absolutely and what we will continue to do is make sure we give you guys the updates. Don't forget to download the Google Assistant app where you can get Locked On Texans along with a lot of the rest of the Locked On football team every day. Stay safe, stay sanitized, stay sane. Until next time, next week, peace. You are Locked On Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.